You're listening to 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. And joining me on the show today is ABC News journalist Jason Dacey. That's right, it's time for our Australia update. Been a while because of the FIFA World Cup. Jason is back on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah, enjoyed the FIFA World Cup. I know we'll be talking about that later, but it is good to be speaking to you and the Money FM listeners this lunchtime. Yeah, I think the best part about it is now I can start sleeping at normal times and <laughs> catch up because it, it was a month-long festival of football. Tremendous. Absolutely loved it. We'll talk about that in just a bit, as you rightly mentioned. That. Let's start off with the uh, bit of sad news. A memorial service in Brisbane uh, going to be held for two young police officers who were gunned down last week in an incident that saw six people lose their lives, Jason. What's been the reaction to this event? Yeah, Adrian, it's actually happened, this uh, memorial service uh, for the two police officers, 29-year-old Constable Rachel McCrow and 26-year-old Constable Matthew Arnold. They approached a property last week in Queensland, a a town called Weambilla, which is near Chinchilla. It's uh, quite a few hours uh, from Brisbane. And they were gunned down in cold blood by people on that property. And also a neighbour lost their life as well. There were three people who were, you know, brandishing guns and they were eventually killed by police. So a total of six people dying in this incident. They were conspiracy theorists, these people who uh, killed the police officers and also the neighbours. So it's been really, really sad. So today at the um, Brisbane Entertainment Centre, there was a, a packed crowd of police officers and members of the public. And it was so touching to hear about these two officers who lost their lives and their journey into the police service. And, you know, just you don't know, do you, when you're a police officer, you just don't know. Same in Singapore as well. When you are out and about and checking in on different situations, you just don't know what's ahead of you. So this is something that's made Australia very, very sad, but they have got a great send off. Certainly looks like they did. And uh, thoughts and condolences to their families. Moving on from uh, that, let's talk about the Malaysian-born Foreign Minister Penny Wong, who'll be in Beijing for the first visit by an Australian minister in three years. Wow, it's been a long time, mainly due to the pandemic, of course. But what's expected from this event? Well, as you mentioned, it's the first visit by any Australian minister in more than three years. Penny Wong is the foreign minister of Australia, the one that was born in East Malaysia in uh, Sabah, and she came to Australia as an eight-year-old. She's half Chinese. So maybe, uh, you know, she has more of a chance than a regular Aussie minister of uh, Caucasian background to make some progress here because we've seen uh, China, you know, with these sanctions against Australia when it comes to trade, whether it's barley, beef, wine, there are many different things that uh, we can't sell to China like we used to. So she arrived on Tuesday at uh, 10.40 p.m. local time. She's got some high profile visits and it comes actually 51 years after Australia's uh, Gough Whitlam, who was the prime minister, but he he was actually opposition leader. He made the first trip of a major Western leader or someone in high end of politics to China. That was before Richard Nixon in 1971. And that just happened. uh, The anniversary of that was just the other day. So there is that parallel. And we do hope that we can thaw the relations with China. It's so important to the Australian economy. We've lost a lot of money. So we've got to get on the the good books of China. I think the previous government was too outspoken in the criticism about Wuhan and COVID and everything like that. We know that when we deal with China, we have to take the right approach. And we don't want to pretend in Australia that we're a major power like the US or Europe. We're a small country, so we need to behave properly when it comes to our relations with China to continue that uh, trade that's given us such a 
prosperity over the last uh, decade or so. Yeah, really interested to see the outcomes from this meeting. As we mentioned, it is the first visit by an Australian minister in three years. And uh, Penny Wong, uh, yeah, will be certainly uh, one to look out for. And uh, speaking of uh, politics in Australia, let's uh, move on to the Mandarin-speaking former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, who's recently been appointed the Australian ambassador in the US. Jason, uh, first up, how did this all come about, Mandarin-speaking former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, and how are the um, citizens in the United States reacting to this? Well, you know, Kevin Rudd was Australia's Prime Minister in two stints, uh, roughly a decade ago, and uh, he's a bit of a polarising figure. He's a very bright man. He is from Brisbane, where I am, and he used to be the local member for the area I live in, but he will uh, go over to the US and he is replacing Arthur Sinodinas, which is the previous uh, ambassador there in Washington, D.C., and, you know, Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister of Australia, has taken a bit of stick for this, <laughs> taken a bit of heat, because... A lot of people think that uh, Kevin Rudd wasn't our best prime minister, even though he is so educated, he's so smart. But they they say he's a bit arrogant, you know, and he you know he's very uh, loves himself, if you like. Um, but I think he'll do fine. He'll do fine over there. As for the U.S., I think the media over there might give him a hard time because he's been very vocal against the Rupert Murdoch-owned News Corp, which is uh, Fox News and the New York Post and many influential news organizations. He's actually fronted a campaign for a Royal Commission, a national inquiry into the dominance of Rupert Murdoch's uh, News Corp. So that, I guess that would be the only thing that Americans might comment on as he arrives there in Washington, D.C. and takes up this new post. Really uh, looking forward to what he's going to achieve as the Australian ambassador in the United States. And, uh, you know, we talked about politics. We've talked about the memorial service in Brisbane. Now let's talk about the economy. Mixed forecasts expected for the Australian economy next year. That's in 2023. And after avoiding a crisis in 2022, I know it's a lot of talk about inflation and uh, cost of living, of course, going up, Jason. But, you know, looking ahead to the new year, are we optimistic? Uh, what's the general mood like in Australia? Well, let's set the picture for 2022. Unemployment has hovered around 3.5% since the middle of the year as the economy grew just shy of 6% in the 12 months to September. But we have had rampant inflation, the highest uh, inflation we've had in some time. And interest rates are, are going up and up. I'm playing about 5.5% for my variable rate for my house. So we uh, actually at ABC News, we spoke to four top economists uh, for 2023. And this is kind of the headlines of what they think. One of them says the pace of inflation will ease, you know, so we'll get below the 7 or 8% that we've seen uh, in 2022. There'll be more interest rate rises in 2023, but not as many as we saw in 2022. We've had eight consecutive rate rises. We've gone from 0.1% at the start of May to 3.1% for our official cash rate in December. Another prediction is that property prices will keep falling. We've seen about a 10 to 15% drop in property prices in Sydney and Melbourne, not so bad here in Brisbane. And the last prediction is that unemployment will rise and that will make it feel like we're in a recession. So it's around 3.5%, the unemployment rate, as I mentioned. So they are predicting that that will go up. Uh, other people are underemployed here. They 
are working, but they're not making as much as they'd like to, and they may be doing multiple jobs. Yeah, we did say we'll talk about this, and uh, we're finally at that moment. The FIFA World Cup, Argentina. It's been a long wait, actually, 36 years when you talk about Lionel Messi finally getting his hands on the FIFA World Cup. But let's talk about Australia. You and me both, we didn't give them much of a chance of getting out of the group stage, but they managed to do that and also ran the world champions very close in the round of 16. Head coach Graham Arnold was named coach of the World Cup by French sports newspaper L'Equipe. Jason, uh, shocked by how far and how well uh, the Socceroos did at the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. I was really happy and surprised, pleasantly surprised by their performance. It was the most successful World Cup ever for the Australians as they won two matches in the group. Remember, they lost 4-1 to France in the first game, even though they took the lead against the defending world champions. Then they beat Tunisia 1-0, Denmark 1-0, and really pushed eventual world champions Argentina very hard in the round of 16, losing 2-1 and having a shot blocked on the line right at full time that would have sent the match into extra time. I don't think we would have beaten Argentina had that game gone into extra time, but Graham Arnold has been rightly rewarded for his uh, excellent work. I don't really rate him. I uh, didn't rate him very much uh, before the World Cup, as we discussed on the show. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, the renowned French publication L'Equipe made Graham Arnold the best coach of 2022. He just pipped out the, the uh, Japan coach, Hajime Moriyasu, in the uh, rankings, and Lionel Scaloni was ranked equal third for steering Argentina to their first World Cup triumph since 1986. So Australia's uh, football, we've, we've had some problems. Of course, you may have seen there was a, a riot in, a, in an A-League game over the weekend, and that's bad publicity. But when it comes to our rankings, we've actually moved up. Australia's moved up the FIFA World Rankings 11 places to number 27, so things quite positive at the moment, despite the issue that we saw there off the field or on the field, but with the fans uh, in the Melbourne Derby, where we are seeing fans being given lifetime bans and many people are complaining about football hooligans. Can you believe it here in Australia? Yeah, shocking scenes. Uh, you mentioned the event there, but on a positive note, what a World Cup it was for the Socceroos. Nothing was expected from them and they went to make not just the nation, but also football fans around the world just enjoy the game that much more. It was the story of a lot of underdog teams, particularly at this 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Before we wrap up, Jason, your wife and daughter have made their first overseas trip in more than three years. They've gone to Hong Kong, but you're not going. You're hosting the drive show on 4BC Brisbane in the lead up to Christmas. Is there any particular reason why you're not going on this trip, Jason? Well, someone needs to pay for the trip, uh, Adrian. It's not cheap, <laughs> as you know, for international travel. But a little bit of a story behind this that, um, you know, we were looking at different airlines and we all love Singapore Airlines, but to get to Hong Kong, it's often better to fly Cathay and that was very expensive. So my wife went on Air New Guinea with my daughter via Port Moresby, via Papua New Guinea. We had to get visas we because they changed the, uh, the routing. So we had to actually get an overnight stay there. We had to get visas, a hotel room. Lots and lots of headaches, uh, but they did make it to Hong Kong. And now they're in Japan. My daughter is doing skiing in Japan. They've taken this little bit of a side trip. They'll go back to Hong Kong. Always a bit of a concern with COVID at the moment. But uh, yeah, they got there. And I am working on a very high profile radio station called 4BC, hosting the drive show. It's a great experience for me. And, you know, I'm staying really busy. 
And uh, yeah, I will be working for ABC as well over the Christmas period. I'll be actually working on the ABC website on Christmas Day. So there you go. Yeah, always a pleasure speaking to ABC News journalist Jason Dacey. It's been a while, but, uh, you know, just in time for uh, the festive season. Jason, from all of us here, have a very Merry Christmas and uh, I'll catch up with you in the new year. Thank you, Adrian, and Merry Christmas to all your listeners if they are celebrating Christmas in that way. And uh, I do hope that everyone has a fantastic 2023 and I'll talk to you in the new year. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.